Hey, watch out for Fireballs fans. As you know, our next episode is our very special two-parter about Dungeons & Dragons. And thanks to uh, our friend Brian, who's on this episode, we're going to be having a very special contest. Um, write in your best Dungeons & Dragons story. Um, we mentioned in the episode, Dungeons & Dragons stories tend to be a little bit like listening to dreams. They can be really boring because, oh, the time my one character did this, well, yeah, did he got this enchanted sack. It's all like that. So we don't want to hear those. We just want to hear the best ones. And to incentivize, incentivize even the, uh, the best one, we are going to be giving away, thanks to Brian, two copies of the Steam re-release of Dungeons & Dragons Chronicles of Mystaria Shadows Over Game Town release. <laughs> the, uh, these are awesome brawlers. I think the best arcade brawlers um, that exist. And uh, the remakes are beautiful. There's tons of concept art. They have really easy online connect play. Um, they're great. So we're giving away two copies of them. Um, just send us your best Dungeons & Dragons story. Just send them to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. And uh, we'll choose our two favorites to read and to give those games out. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thank Gary Gygax. Thanks, Chainmail. Thanks, Dragon Magazine. Thanks, Dungeon Magazine. And, uh... Think America. There are two injustices in the world. One, that there isn't a Heroes of Might and Magic clone on iOS that I can find. So, if you can find one, please send it into the show. Two, that you haven't yet gone to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs to get a free audiobook. Do the things that are within your power to make this a better world. Find that iOS Heroes of Might and Magic clone, but also do that audible thing. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is Brian. And you're listening to a Watch Out for Fireballs extrasode. And this week we are reading your responses about Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Uh, thanks you for uh, sticking around, Brian. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here it is a week later. <laughs> Here it is a week later. What's happened in this last week? Ooh. Um... Yeah, it's actually the same time. It is. We record these things at the same time. So that way, if something big ever happens, like, you know, the United States ever gets overthrown and we still put on an episode, you're like, God, why are these guys talking about Heroes of Might and Magic 3? Wonder yeah. Attack. It's the- That's why. Haven't <laughs> they, they realized? Jesus Christ. Why Get they, your priorities why in order. About, why are they talking about the coup? <laughs> well, yeah, just just like it, if the sun were to burn out, it would take us eight minutes to realize it. Uh, yeah, it would take exactly. you about a week or two weeks to, to if, realize if that happened, I hope that there's not like a coup that is really tragic. Like, in fact, I'm, I don't want any more tragedies. Yeah, no, However, we've had too many. When it happens, which it will, I hope it happens after the Pokemon Snap episode. Yeah. So we're just like talking about our favorite Pokemon and how cute they are. And yeah. people are, listening, are just like... <laughs> <laughs> their family like everyone remembers where they were the day that yeah. you know Fermilab exploded into all the rest yeah. but these idiots are just talking about Jigglypuff and how if you throw Pokemon Pokeballs at him in a certain pattern, pattern you can make him sing and get a better picture there are marauding flesh hordes yeah. outside, outside of our walled cities who are being quarantined yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though Cubone's cute, he has a really dark backstory. Um, yeah. 
Well, that's the thing about like most Pokemon is they like, a surprising number of them just have really tragic Pokedex yeah. entries. But uh, but yeah, no. So you can only ever plan to be alive for two weeks. Like 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 that is that that is the most that's the only reasonable amount of time that you can plan <laughs> that like mm-hmm. take it for granted that you still be here. So yeah, like we just have to we just have to hope that we get there. Yeah, just hope and pray. And who knows? Yeah. Anywho. Um, so yeah, so we're reading your, your, uh, thoughtful, um, but few responses on Heroes of Might and Magic 3. There was a lot of discussion about this game. Um, people really like it. However, not all of it was submitted in a format that is, um, easy to contextualize for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just a discussion. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get started here with Amanda. Yeah. Um, Amanda says via contact, Heroes of Might and Magic 3 is probably the first strategy game I ever played and have a lot of good memories of it. I used to visit my older cousin and play against him in hot seat mode. He never let me win, but it was fun anyways. Afterwards, we'd run around in the woods and pretend to be heroes and monsters from the game. Awesome. Yep. 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 <laughs> used to be pretend to be heroes of might and magic, of both might and magic. Um, eventually, my cousin burned me a copy and I started playing it at home. I had the complete edition, so I got to play with all the different factions from the start. I played the game off and on ever since, and I find that it holds up very well. The battle art and animation is dated, but it's by no means bad, and I find it kind of charming. I think the map art still looks really great. Now, on that note, the game has a great map editor. Hmm. The art style in general is a bit generic, but at least it's a uh, 1990s generic style, so I enjoy it nostalgically. By contrast, everything in Heroes 6 looks like World of Warcraft, especially mm-hmm. the Necropolis faction. So I'll take Heroes, uh, Hero 3's pointy-eared vampires and Halloween skeletons over some fake-ass Lich King any day. <laughs> Amen. Um... The scenario maps are decent, but I find it's more fun to fire up a random map and see how it goes. The randomized maps are frequently imbalanced, and that's part of the fun. Sometimes you wind up with an unstoppable horde of skeletons. Other times you end up with a ragtag bunch of different monsters that play off each other in unexpected ways. Regardless, it's addictive, and I still play today. I've never played the campaign mode of the game because I have no interest, and I don't know if it's any good. I'll probably check it out if you guys praise it in the episode. Spoiler, yep. we did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a spoiler, but yeah. it's a reverse spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, campaign really is bad in the third game. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's like it's, you know, it just doesn't seem like it needs a story. That We talked about it off mic before we recorded the last one, but even the um, the role-playing game ones, I didn't remember, I don't remember being that entranced by the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still very mechanics-driven even though it was like a more traditional RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the fun. So yeah, The uh, story for the campaigns in the second game is actually a little easier to follow mm-hmm. because there's only two campaigns, and it's basically, um, you know, the king died and he left two sons, and you choose whether you want to support basically the good one or the bad one, and then you follow their campaign for, I believe, like 12 maps worth or so. Hmm. Um. But yeah, that those are the only ones. So it's a lot easier to keep in mind, you know, who you're fighting for, who the people are, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to make a blanket statement about an entire genre of games that's going to cause people to drive themselves into bridge embankments um, as they're listening to the show. Sure. I don't know that I've played a strategy game campaign that really engaged me from like a from a from a gameplay perspective um, until StarCraft II: Wings of Liberty. Like just in how they varied up the, the, the map and victory types. Because like in this, even though they have like a bunch of names with Y's in them, it's still like just kill all their heroes and take all their cities, you, you, you dingus. 
<laughs> as opposed to <laughs> as, as you know, and, and that was the case for like most other stuff that I saw. Like and so that that's what's drawn me to Civ for since forever because you have those different victory types and it really altered the way that you played. Whereas with this it's pretty much just take all of them out, which is fine because that that mode of play is fun, but it doesn't support kind of the uh uh the, the variety that you would want in a uh in a narrative that was anything more than just, and then the goblins came and tried to take blah blah blah. We fought them off. Nah. I I thought the I like the the single player Warcraft three campaign a lot. Did you ever play Warcraft three? Yeah, yeah, I did. Didn't like that, huh? I just I, I you know that 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 it felt like they were getting their sea legs with it. Like I enjoyed the I enjoyed the story part of it more. Um, but, uh, but even still, it ended up being, to, to, to my recollection, and there could be exceptions that are not sticking out to me, you know, specifically because I've played StarCraft 2 more recently, but even still, it was kill everybody, you dingus. There, there's like, there's like defense, things like that. Like, yeah. I guess like, when, even you start, mechani- even st- when you say mechanically, that's, I guess, where, what I'm getting hung up on, because like, alternate win conditions are not shorthand for poor mechanics, mm-hmm. you know, like, or, or for good mechanics, rather. And the opposite is not true. Like, there's a lot to do in, in those games as far as, like, kind of creating a build for a character and matching your macro powers with your individual unit mm-hmm. powers. Like, that, those are mechanics. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's interesting, like, it's interesting to me, like, it, the way that you're saying it makes it sound like the, your single issue for mechanics is alternate win conditions and map types. Not even that. Just, like, in, in terms of, like, are we going to put this into, a narrative context. And again, the, the key thing there being, is this story that we're going to tell be more interesting than goblins have taken the forest of wise. We need to take the forest of wise back within 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> you know? but the, I mean, I almost feel like that can be said about like almost every video game. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the idea, like there's a lot of that's been said about like why violent, like, you know, when you talk about the intersection of violence in video games, part of that is because mm-hmm. one of the things that, you know, games are good at are things that lend themselves mm-hmm. to violence. Like, it just, it seems, it just seems like a, like, it doesn't seem like a specific to strategy complaint then, mm-hmm. you know? I, you know, and it may just be because an, an individual map of a strategy game does take an hour to play. And so you're like, okay, I'm embarked on this as opposed to how granular and varied things can be sometimes, um, even if superficially, um, and other type of things. That's just why it sticks out for me is, yeah. you know, is, 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 is because of that. And because it does feign towards having this campaign, which will draw you into it, but really it's just text that pops up before and after a battle. Right. And so like, I guess the problem is, and the reason why I'm reacting poorly to it is because there isn't enough there to differentiate it from the, from the, uh, um, random, um, you know, uh, scenarios that you would run. So why bother having it other than just yeah. to give it to you? They could have used it to give you a better cross section of the different stuff that was available. To I guess you. like, I, I mean, I don't care about the narrative in Warcraft three. I guess when you're talking about it being mechanically satisfying, mm-hmm. like, I, I guess, I mean, oh, yeah. I like, 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 by your, by your language with it. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, pro- I probably I mean, chose my chose my words poorly. Like Warcraft Three I mean, lends itself of because of the different that, heroes. Yeah, there are lots of games where like I don't really give a shit about the narrative, mm-hmm. but find mechanic mechanically really satisfying. Like, yeah. you know, I'm and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I, like the best games marry the two, mm-hmm. but th- that's rare and special, yeah. and it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't call out specifically strategy games for not marrying yeah. the two. Yeah, and, so. and 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 really, I just I'm just trying to put a name to what we're describing with like, don't play the campaign, just play the just play a randomly generated map because you're going to have as, as much fun either way. 
Like, right. I, like ideally, what I would see a campaign in this kind of game being is a way to teach you how to play the game, but it doesn't really do that that well. Probably because it's the third entry in the game, and they're expecting people to come to it with some kind of you know knowledge already. But um, you know, just give me something interesting to do, right? Um, you know, which yeah. and. Killing a bunch of dudes is pretty interesting. Like we really liked this game, but um, you know, just I'm spoiled by having played more recent stuff that is, you know, tending towards the novel, right? Yeah, and I, I never played StarCraft two, yeah. So I don't know what that uh, that was, but I mean, I also like I wasn't nothing like it. That looked it's inter- that's interesting. I mean, I guess like it looked very generic from the outside, you know. Like so, that was why I, I wasn't like I was like, oh, they're expecting me to care about a mythos that they that I. I'm, I pre don't. Yeah. Oh, the story in you StarCraft know? Two is garbage. But like the like yeah. the the scenario and the reasons that it gives you for doing some of the stuff that you're doing, like the like the way that it motivates the the curveballs that they throw the, the, that they throw at you in the in the uh, um you know minute to minute, it's very much different than just if you loaded up a map or played it multiplayer. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So I, I think I think that right there the problem was I was just making a comparison to something that wasn't common experience. Here. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say the uh, campaigns in Armageddon's Blade mm-hmm. end up being a little more interesting. I mean, I, emphasis on the word "little," <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, because I like one of my favorite campaigns is from there, where basically you're playing a wizard who your only goal throughout the entire campaign is to kill a dragon, like a like it adds a new dragon type to <laughs> kill, which is much stronger. And basically, you go through each campaign fighting like incrementally stronger versions. Hmm. So basically, hmm. you don't really fight other heroes too much because of it. Again, it's not like a huge difference, but I mean, it is something different than the usual that, campaigns in the uh, this version. That sounds almost exactly like what I'm looking for. Uh, what's that one called? Ooh. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> it probably has dragon in the title. I just, for, for, for the purposes of me looking and, and giving it a shot, just cause we do have the complete versions of it. And if I could dip into it, um, immediately, that would be a fun one to, fun one to try out and see if what I'm asking for would actually be fun here. Yep. Uh, it's the dragon slayer campaign. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dragons. <laughs> I like the idea in Amanda's comment, going back to it real quick, is I like the idea of, there being a charm to something that is generic because it's generic from a different era. <laughs> like the most current generic thing is always the most boring generic thing. Yeah. And then like, oh, generic for, you know, the sixties is not necessarily like can be more desirable than something that is generic for the nineties, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Something that's just generic for something in the past is just a style. Yeah. Right? It's not really generic, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, anymore, <laughs> even though at the time it might've been. And the, uh, like, I was interested to play some of the later editions to see if they've kind of made some, some gameplay concessions, but I do not like the world of Warcraft. Despite earlier comments that made it sound like I was the biggest Warcraft fan in the world, <laughs> I do not like the world of Warcraft aesthetic one bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'm not that interested in that. So I, I will also take the uh, pointy eared vampires and Halloween skeletons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will also take, uh, any stories about, like, being a little kid and running around pretending to to be characters from a game that you just played, like oh, in the yeah. woods and stuff. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> like yep. memories. memories. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Samuel via contact says uh, he, he uh, runs some stuff in there uh, about uh, about us being good. I will not read that. He says anyway. H O M M three. One of my favorite strategy games of all time. It was released in 99. I was 12 at the time. I had already played HOMM 2 uh, before, but I didn't really get it. 
Heroes of Might and Magic 3 really tickled my fancy, though. I love this. I love slow, uh, slowly building up my troops, leveling my heroes, and smashing the enemy. Um, I had lots of fun making maps that gave me uh, um, horrendously overpowered items at the start uh, so I could wipe the floor with the AI. I never really got far in the strategic aspect of the game. Uh, if I got stuck, I cheated my ass off. Years passed. Um, and I came back to the game in about eh, 2006 or so. I tried uh, playing without cheats and got my fucking ass kicked. This game is hard. <laughs> Agreed. Um, <laughs> I got better at it, though, and learned to love the intricacies of the game. Stacking up ne uh, necromancy bonuses uh, to get a pile of skeleton warriors. Splitting stacks to make sure I didn't overkill stacks. Abusing vampire lord regeneration. Learning how the AI works to make sure it's, uh, um, it hits my most expendable troops. The list goes on. I never did have the patience to finish the campaigns, though. They were just too damn long, and some small errors at the start will snowball into a large defeat at the end, destroying literal days of gameplay. Mm -hmm. This is the big downside of, uh, to the game. The longer scenarios are not fun. Either you win by a landslide or you lose at the end. There's almost no middle ground. Also, random events happening in the campaign are terrible for a long-term strategy game. You don't know uh, what the rewards-slash-penalties are for certain in-mission quests, uh, and sometimes you get ambushed at certain tiles. Uh, you kind of have to read a walkthrough to get the most out of the campaign. I never bothered and switched straight to random maps-slash-scenarios. I tried to get back into the game uh, to get a feel again before the WAF episode, and I found I did not have the patience to play this game anymore for some reason. Uh, it does not age badly. The UI and such are still fine. I think it's just me. Good games, but definitely uh, a good game, rather, but definitely one for a slow and rainy Sunday alone or for a kid with too much time on his hands. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, could I could definitely see that. Like, just it feels like something you tinker with. Right. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't run into this when it came out or like the <laughs> first one when it was when it came out, because I would have spent so much fucking time on it. Yeah. Um, it it kind of seems like one of those things that would change the course of your life a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a different different man. Yeah, um, Which is, not, not for the not for the worst, sir. You know, that's not a value judgment, but it's like if I was turned on to liking this kind of thing, what other choices would I have made down the line? Yeah. Would, I, would I be playing Civil War games right now? Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah. What does that? What do you know? What he means, or do you, Brian, know what he means when he says by uh, splitting up stacks so I don't overkill stacks? Um. Yeah, when you are looking at your heroes' armies, uh, if you click on one of your armies and select it, you can shift and click on an empty space, and you can split the stack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what what does overkilling a stack mean? Like just having too many more than you need? Is that what he means yeah, by that? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure that's what he means. Is just okay. the idea of having, instead of one stack of 2,000 units to kill one thing, split it up and you know kill gotcha. a couple of things with the same units yeah okay i didn't know whether there was like a specific term like you get to like a like or there was a, a more discreet value for yeah. that so it's like which flavor of zerg rush do you want to have like a bunch of a bunch of uh, very weak enemies that are just really hard to kill or something that just overwhelms the enemy like split, splitting right. them into a couple of stacks sacrifices some um variety in your in, in your um right and they're lineup. weaker yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. but you can but you can actually go after more or gang up yeah. on a guy get more attacks. Yeah, learning uh, the that AI thing, learning how the AI works thing is really you know cannot be understated either. Like I would often have when I was seizing a town, have them all of their archers fire at just like whatever I had the most of. So I'd have you know 150 skeletons that were never going to make it to the gates, and uh, the archers just like you know they just soaked up all the archers' uh, fire. Yeah. So. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. The other advantage, too, when you're playing a Necromancer um, is if you have all of your slots filled and you don't have any of the unupgraded skeletons, anything that gets raised through Necromancy comes back as the upgraded version. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So you don't have to make a choice, so it's not sacrificing the perk of being uh, a necromancer. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. You. Yeah. Like this is the. Yeah. You. It wouldn't be the choice that you're making. It'd just be the. Um. Like your your spoils of war. Yeah. Pretty much. That thing that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And do we want to do the just fun? And I put it there because it seems relevant to something we discussed at length in the previous episode. But. Oh sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just uh. So Nick Nick chimes in. And just says, uh, thank you for sharing your complaints about Radiolab and the most recent episode. I used to love that podcast, too, and it's good to know that its recent decline is something real and not just me being a cynical asshole. Nick, it could be you and I being cynical assholes. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not necessarily real. I don't assume that anything I think or feel has any basis in anything. And that I am, like, very well, like, could be wrong and about everything. However, <laughs> we are not alone, and Radiolab is worse. Yeah. And in a way... That's kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know, just the like, way that you and I have <laughs> come together. I mean, it just, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that's our new me. <laughs> Let's get that on the bingo card. <laughs> yeah. Kind of beautiful. Okay. So here's what we have to do. Every, <laughs> every week we look at a podcast that is more popular than ours. And then, <laughs> and then we take elements from it and then just insert it in and mock it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, until until we get all like all the nicks from the woodwork, we're yeah. just like you know, yeah, you're right. Judge John Hodgman does suck dick, and then like, <laughs> like eventually it will just be this like coalition of hate that we form. Yeah, we don't want to do that. No, no, uh, you know, but you know, it's like uh, there's Italian blood in my veins. I'm real hot blooded. <laughs> Not Italian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I do get angry about things I shouldn't get angry about. Hmm. But yeah, I just want to put that in there because that was, I think it was one of the more, more bizarre tangents we've done. <laughs> and I was expecting some flack, but we just got one person who was kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, well, I'm glad it wasn't uh, tons of people. Like it wasn't just Jad up and Rod just like, you know, rep, you know, <laughs> replying and just being like, Gary, what have I done to offend you? And then just like, well, <laughs> shit. Now I feel like a real dickhead. Well, and, <laughs> I think the more remarkable thing there isn't that he writes in; it's that he listens. Yeah, that, that was that was the joke. Okay. The, um, yeah. Was it? Yeah. But the uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, well, thank you, Nick. I don't, let, let's listen to what you like. Uh, don't listen to what you don't like, and yeah. you can but, be but you, some, you, you you can be sad of a thing you like gets worse. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm listening to every episode of like Jordan Jesse Go because I've hated every single one I've listened to. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep listening to it. Yeah. You know, so. Something I used to like. It was a, it was a, it was about my my transition, my realizing that, and mm-hmm. I don't even hate it now. It's like even bad episodes of it are still pretty good. Yeah, it's just worse. Just just always listen to. Oh yeah, dude. Like that's really all you have to do. Mm. <sighs> oh well. So yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for writing in. Um, as we said, there was a lot of discussion that was generated both on the uh, the something awful forums and on our Facebook, just in kind of response to us expressing a little bit of bewilderment about how do we approach doing this. Um, all of you were very helpful. 
um, in giving us mm-hmm. context. Um, you too, uh, Brian, for writing in and being like, okay, here's what you got to do. <laughs> um, um, we, we hope that you um, have enjoyed kind of this uh, digression away from our usual uh, narrative-driven format. Um, and yeah, if you did look let, forward to it in like two episodes, yeah. three episodes, when we do Masters of Orion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, let, let, let us know. Um, just you know, be just whenever whenever something different like this happens, it's always good to it's always to get, good to get the pulse, right? Yeah, and if you generally like what we do, let us know by uh, sending us a message. Don't mm-hmm. uh, you know, run to the iTunes and say these guys are boring <laughs> yeah. idiots. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so in, uh, until next time, I think that you know most of the admin stuff to do. Yep. There's still time um, to uh, send us your thoughts about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, any D and D stories tend to be a little bit tedious because you have to. It's kind of like you had to be there, kind <laughs> like of thing. hearing about a dream. Yeah, <laughs> just, like hearing a D and D story sounds a lot like hearing about a dream to me a yeah. lot of times. L- a little bit, and there's not going to be too much of a space in the exosode for it because it's going to be really just a, um, you know, a that that play session. <laughs> but um, yeah. if you have something that is like totally cool, um, or you think is totally cool, send it in. We will try and find some way to work it in. Don't feel bad if we don't address it, just yeah, because but- it's like hearing about somebody's dream. We still love you for listening and for writing in, but um, yeah. there'll be long episodes. Yeah, like is the thing. Like in either case. Mm-hmm. So if if it's if it's you know, we'll make room for it if it's, yeah. you know, if it's cool. Yep. But uh, that makes it sound like a challenge. Like it's some kind of contest thing. And that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not what I want to go yeah, for. Yeah, that's, so yeah, sure, that's even, true. even if we don't read it, we still like mm-hmm. to. Yeah, exactly. To, that, that, to that's read. what I was trying to go for. Don't feel yeah. bad if we don't put it on the show, but it's still nice to see it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah, right in Facebook, um, iTunes ratings and reviews, tip jar. Yeah. Blah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, buddy. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, excellent. So. And that's all that matters. Um, stay tuned for some deleted scene stuff. Yeah. Watch out for Cone of Fire. No, wait, that's the mm. next episode. Shit. <laughs> cone of Cold, friend. Yeah. You're thinking of burning hands. Yeah, I suppose I am. Yeah. <sighs> I can't wait to correct you on so many D&D things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man. <laughs> Watch out for D&D Spurgs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm... I'm not gonna bother talking. Yeah. I'll just I'll just like 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 allude to something and by context you can kind of figure out what it is, but I will not I will not actually commit to using terminology because I know it will be like well actually in second edition yeah. fuck I'm not I'm, I'm not actually that that far gone I did read the, that far gone yeah I did read that uh, history of Dungeons and Dragons book that Vin Diesel does the intro for oh really so yeah what's that uh, what's that called um. I I don't. It's like it's called something like like the like a treasury of or something like that, like a complete history of. It's it's got a real generic title. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's interesting. Like it's inspiring to see these nerds like selling their games in plastic bags. Yeah. You know, in Ziploc bags and making it. Yeah. You if know? you if you if you stumble across what it is, uh, send send me the title and I'll try and read as much of it, much uh as much as I can before the episode. It's a uh, there's a lot of art in yeah. the book, so if you can grab it from your local library. Like you're something like that. Like it's a good, good use for it. It is a quick read though, because it yeah. is, uh, it's, there's a lot of pictures and some, it's also kind of like just looking at seventies and eighties dude porn. Yeah. Like not specifically. I mean, there is a very specific thing that is seventies and eighties dude porn. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that. I just mean sometimes it's fun to look at dudes from the seventies and eighties because they're yeah. amazing. <laughs> like those early Gen Con pictures, some of them are great. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll put in the extra sode and I'll, uh, the title and I'll send it your way earlier than that. Yeah, yeah. My actual next book that I have to read is also D and D related. What is that? 
Mazes and Monsters. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure yeah, Gary yeah. knows what book I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that the novelization of the Tom Hanks movie? I wish. <laughs> Tom Hanks, the human cleric. Yeah. No, it is the novel that spawned the uh, movie, though. Yeah. It, about, about the D&D craze, or the scare, yeah. rather? Yeah. 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 Well, it's not about, yeah. yeah well, yeah. it actually kind of caused it, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. The uh, Mazes and Monsters is amazing. The, uh, yeah. If you if you you guys seen that actually seen that movie? I've seen his clips, but not the whole thing. It's uh, yeah, I've I've watched it. It's it's yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean it's one of those like anything that's so good it's bad. It's actually like so bad it's boring. Yeah, it's usually like the the bad flip side of that. Anytime I watch a movie like that, like of that caliber from that era, I'm just reminded how slow movies used to be. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if you if like you know, Ghostbusters is amazing, but if you if you go back and watch it, um, you will recognize that a they smoked a lot, which is weird to see in a movie, and also yeah. like it's just a bunch of dudes talking most of the time, and it's interesting, but like a movie would not be paced like that today. Yeah, for the worst, yeah, like like we're like it's a it's a detriment, but like mazes and monsters, not a lot happens. In it. Yeah, and that's part of just the low quality of the movie. Yeah, like they just like you know got to fill some time like. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of that going on, but it is a really confusing, weird plot. But, but and it's it's funny the way they marketed it. Like if you look at the DVD art over the years, like after Splash came out, um, yeah. they went back Tom and Hanks rebranded it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he there's there's not a laugh that happens in that movie. Like there, there it is it is utterly humorless. Mm-hmm. It's also like when I was watching it, um, you're not supposed to. But looking at the cool like the actual LARPy D and D dungeon that he made mm-hmm. looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Like I would like if one of my friends like, hey, I made this awesome like, you know, virtual haunted house in the middle of this cave. Like, come check it out. I would be so into it, <laughs> even though the you know the movie is trying to make that seem scary and wrong, but it's actually excellent and cool. It's kind so. of like you can't make a, an anti-war movie and you can't make a movie that makes LARP look not fun. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I've never done it, but I bet you it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, there's really no way it's not fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yes, yeah, and people who do four-hour-long podcasts or not. Yeah, for people who know all those D and D spells, yeah, at all. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, the first time during that podcast when you say invocation, and I correct you and say it's an invocation spell. Invo- invocation versus invocation. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. That's not actually a thing. You I mean just... evocation? Yeah. Well, I said en- en- invocation isn't a word. Oh, I thought I said invocation. No. Um, but yeah, those yeah. are, that's not actually a difference, but, <laughs> but something like a MELF's My New Meteor, which is a conjuring spell, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to an evocation spell. So, so all I can remember, like, aside from the ones that everybody knows is like, there are 14 spells about Bigby's hands. Yeah. Bigby. Yeah. The, uh, there, there's a trading card set that was all about like the Forgotten Realms lore mm-hmm. that I used to have that I used to read like religiously when I was young. And it was like they would have like there would be a card. It's like oh, a hand of Vecna, and it would just the back of it would just be like the stats, mm-hmm. and then a cool little story about Vecna, and mm-hmm. you, you get all that that stuff. And there was uh, Bigby showed up several times. Yeah, the spells are always trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> like 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 Bigby's blocking hand. It puts a big hand between. It's it's like like I like when you get into those kind of wizards mm-hmm. and uh, and that kind of thing. It makes it it's more like a theme superhero. Yeah character like if i if they're in a world where there was spells like i'd want to be like you know i'd want to have a specialization mm-hmm. you know like that be rad you gotta, you, you gotta be branded right yeah yeah exactly yeah. the big b brand <laughs> yeah. 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 
Sorry, I just started laughing because you, you said, you know, make a superhero, and the only thing I think of for a name would have been Mr. Hands. Which is <laughs> <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> One second. Is that a Dark City villain? Yeah. No, no you're, are, you, are you familiar with Mr. Hands? Mm-hmm. It's one of the earlier shock images or shock videos, I think. I forget. No, what's Mr. Hands? It was videos. It's a video. It's a guy who gets fucked to death by a horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That is that guy's name. Um, <laughs> no, because there's a, a documentary yeah. about that Seattle sex farm, and that's the name of that guy. Like, there's a documentary about that guy. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's, called, it's called Zoo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not worth watching. Um, it's a bad documentary. It's, like, fascinating subject matter. And I'm, you know, I we talked about this a bunch of times on the show where, like, I'll be like, yeah, I'm interested in that movie around work. And everyone's like, whoa, Gary's into some weird <laughs> shit. They don't want to fuck animals. It's just fascinating yeah. to me that people want to fuck ass- animals, asshole. Yeah. What, like, don't quit lying to yourself. It's fascinating to you, too. Um, the, the, but the, the documentary is, like, really art, poorly artfully put together mm-hmm. to convey as little information as possible. Mm. Like, it, it's all just people talking about, like, the town and stuff intercut with, like, pictures of animals and really moody lighting and stuff. Like, there's no, mm. like... There's very you get what happened, but no more than you would from like the Wikipedia article. Yeah. So the most insulting instance of that that I ever ran into, not a bad documentary. Um, I was at work and uh, just the the conversation had turned towards juggalos. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we were talking, you know, like the, somebody was talking and then the, the person looked over at me and said, oh, you know all about this. Um uh, juggalos, right? Like uh, insane clown posse, and like for a minute, I forgot that I'm just kind. Of, I'm I'm the guy who just knows things. Well, uh, you're internet literate. Yeah, I'm internet literate. That's the thing. And the, the, at work, that's what comes across as the guy who knows things. And I, I forgot that that was my reputation at work. And I was like, which one of y'all dead motherfuckers just called me a juggalo? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, yep. But like, no, okay, yeah. Uh, mm. uh, but yeah, Big yeah, B's Mr. Hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crushing Mr. Hands. Um, that is what happened. The inside out. Um, the only part of that documentary that is at all compelling is footage of cops watching the footage of it happening. Oh, God. And them just being like the expression on their face. Like it's actually like a bit of real human like. Revulsion. You know. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it's just like a, this is a strong emotion that someone's feeling. Uh-huh. And it's kind of compelling to watch because of that. Yeah. But the, uh. Because it's not yeah. manufactured. It's like somebody's yeah. actual reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. And the audio from it's terrifying. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's no good, there's no good name for this decade. We, that'll be true for the rest of our lives. Hmm. Oh. Like, like, until, until we can start saying, like, the tens and the, Twenty. I guess we can say the twenties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, like we really, just, we just have to soldier through six more years or five, you know, and then well, we just we just get the twenties. We can say, oh my gosh, it's the twenties. It's the roaring twenties, Gary. I think it's the nineteen twenties. I wonder oh. when that turns around when people start thinking the twenties are this century as opposed to last century. Like, did people in the nineteen twenties consider I, it to be the twenties? I would say, I would say that we had no problem in the nineties saying they were the nineties. Even though the you know there there is such a thing like uh what was it the well, it was the, gay, the gay nineties yeah hundred years yeah since the last and century also, I'm saying, uh, yeah in the twenties it was only twenty years since the last century so I wonder what that number is hmm. like how long after the last century do you start thinking yeah. so 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 we always said it was so the, let's see, you know uh, the nineteen tens the tens mm-hmm. so the twenty tens that's weird but that's what we're going to say it I uh I don't know 
Hmm. I don't know. I would if you... imagine a hundred years is enough to make it so I'm... it's okay to do. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you know what? You know, when people are going to be talking in the next decade about the internet, people are going <laughs> to be pretty sure they're not talking about the twenties. That's that's true. You can just contextually figure it out. You know what the thing is though too is you don't usually refer to the current decade as a thing. Like it's almost always like back in the, you know, yeah, yeah in the nineties, like, like, like back in the so and so. But like you would say, oh, I'm a modern, I'm a modern nineties guy, and then everybody talking about it's the new millennium. It's it's two thousand and blah. Yeah, like you, yeah, you, 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 like you usually in the in the in the sense of like indignation. Like we can yeah. put a man on the moon, but <laughs> all those those Murphy Brown types. Yeah, in yeah. the nineties. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sh- sh- showing showing the disgusting horror of pregnancy on television for shame. Yeah. For disgusting. shame, Lucille Ball. Yeah, if those babies pop out of her shoulder pads. Uh. <laughs> like, I say, the problem is, though, in like 10 years, when people are talking about anything that happened between 2000 and 2009, what are we going to call that? Because that was never so, decided. So my, 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 my affection for um, antiquated terminology does not um, outweigh my disgust at affectation. So, like, people who called it the Audis, you, you you think that I would like that? But no, I actually don't. The Audis. You know, but like just, 20 did you Did you have the same thing with problem with just aughts? Aughts? Like the aughts? Audi is too little too cute. Little, little, little like too it sounds cute. like I've a, got no problem. Stretch Derek for I've, the Venga Boy. Like <laughs> I've got no problem. Let's uh-huh. go party. I've got I've I've got no I've got no problem with uh, with saying like aught seven. But again, that, that that that's a little bit more antiquated and not uh, affectationally. Although I, I I might just There's go on to say there, it, it is a very 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 thin line <laughs> separated by three letters. I, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say it is 2000 diggity blah, because diggity? the Kaiser took 20. The um can what a why do we let ourselves get away with that little specificity? Let's just say the year. Yeah, you know, like, or just like yeah, or or you know, let's just use the breath and say you know sometime between 2000 2010. <laughs> or around 2005. You you know what? Why don't we just uh, why don't we just say, "Oh man, we woke up again." This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, every, every well, the problem with a... that though, Gary, is uh, I don't think anybody's going to really want to call it the year because I mean, when you talk about how things happened in the quote unquote 80s, we're mm-hmm. not talking about in 83 or 84. We're just general yeah. 80s. But like, yeah, or... 89 looked a lot different than 82, though. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a tricky thing. Like the '80s means, I guess, it has to become like an aesthetic, or it has to mean something before it needs a name, yeah. almost. You know, and then because the '80s doesn't mean 1989 or 1981, like it means like a very specific thing that was sometimes around in the middle '80s. Hmm. You know, like uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, then, like you, you, you get into a situation where you call it modern art. However, you know that refers to something from the 1910s. Yeah. And we've we've existed in a postmodern malaise since uh, you know, soup cans guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Well, and also, I mean that, that we should never have used the word modern or postmodern no, no. to describe anything. It's like new like, Super Mario the, Brothers. Yeah, that, that's yeah, we should never use a time adjective to describe something when we meet we don't mean something that indicates when it happened. You know, I'm you know just, like if it's a stylistic thing or you know, we we should never have done that. Yeah, I'm just big I'm just mistake. gonna say it's it, it, it diggity diggity art. Yeah, big big mistake. Yeah. No diggity. No diggity. Used to have no diggity. Yeah. Now, <laughs> um, yeah, big big mistake. No. The uh, makers of New Super Mario Brothers. 
and makers of postmodernism. <laughs> They'll hire just somebody who's hungry for a job because there are too many people. Yeah, yeah. Like you need, you need to have <laughs> yeah. a like every, you need every, to have a shortage of people to have loyalty. Like yeah. like all problems. <laughs> yeah, every problem every problem stems from there being too many of us. Yeah, you know, there's just <laughs> yeah. not enough dignity or anything for any individual person. Yeah. Like as it were. so so at what uh at what point does that like cease being um misanthropic and start becoming a practical and accurate way to view the world uh, as as viewed by the public at large i mean because I, I, because because oh. if i say in the if i say in the in the wrong company there are just too many fucking people on this planet <laughs> I, I i i will be seen as a as as a crank as opposed to somebody who has pierced the veil yeah i, I don't know i haven't gotten there it doesn't stop me yeah. from saying it yeah like I'm, I'm real on the record. Like I hate people. I just like you know individuals. Like I, I like persons. I hate people. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are a real problem. Persons are great. Yeah. You know, and you know the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that becomes a thing. Probably like when we're hunting rats in the sewer, <laughs> for for food. You know, like when it, when when that person who's looking down at you for saying that has to, yeah. you know, torch a homeless guy for a can of beans. Like that. Then then we'll then they'll be on your side. <laughs> so. Well, to be fair, I think it all is kind of, you know, looking at it from a historical perspective, you know, civilization has always kind of been just a matter of too many people becomes a problem. Somebody invents something new, solves that problem, things go on, and then more people show up. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of repeats. So right now we're just waiting for an increase in carrying capacity as the result of either replication technology or uh, space colonization. Hmm. Huh. Or something else somebody hasn't thought of yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. So, I hope for replication. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I would if I would colonize space. Not at this age. It sounds neat. Like, I'd like to visit. Yeah. But I would even do one of those recall things <laughs> as opposed to, uh, to you know, actually doing it. Like, I would like the idea of Mars, but I don't need to. Yeah, not at this age. But I would, I would, you know, I'd love a replicator. Yeah. I'd love to have a, so... Like know. Deus Ex style, yeah. With the nano machines, yeah, yeah. I don't I just know. Want to turn to gray goo. I'd like to see things, you know, attack ships on fire off the shoulder <laughs> of Orion, <laughs> sea beams glittering, you know. Yeah, yeah. I well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would like to see them as well. Yeah, but eventually it will just become like on you know around uh, whatever holiday, like Space Day. Order we come over with you can just go to <laughs> you can just go on Netflix and just watch like the same way right now you can watch the one hour long loop of of uh fireplace yeah you'll just be able to watch a one hour long loop of starships off the belt of Orion attack ships on fire <laughs> attack ships yeah. yeah I really hope that's never a holiday because what a horrible space, name. space day <laughs> I guarantee that's the name of it. Space Day. <laughs> oh man! The you know, day that uh, we got into space. Space Day. Space I love day. that. Like everybody, like the, the the traditional garb is like a hat with like rings around it, and yeah. uh, and like a silver jumpsuit. Yeah, Space Day. That makes me want. I mean, there have undoubtedly been like Space Day parties in cool college towns. Like, and if not, get on it. Like, can we campaign for this? Part. Like, there's like, you know, January is National Bath Safety Month, so why oh, can't, you know why can't I, we have Space Day? Let's see if we can't make it a national holiday and put it in like the misery corridor between uh, like whatever that whatever that war holiday is in May, 
and uh, the Martin Luther King Day, you're a public servant. There's like this like half year long stretch where there's no three day weekends. Yeah. So no. we have like a space day Friday, like somewhere like, nice and juicy, like in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking early March or like, uh, I don't know. Okay. So, so towards the end of February, you have like president's day, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I believe in the public quarter you get off. Mm-hmm. No, no, not, not my no university. President? You're doing, you're doing like high school. Yeah. They yeah. hate, they hate Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> man how's that for irony they celebrate martin luther king but not lincoln come on give yeah. me a break am yeah, i right they celebrate linkedin but they don't celebrate lincoln <laughs> stupid school of business. you work at a business school everybody yeah. celebrates linkedin I know. Every, everybody wears their cell phone on a holster and everybody celebrates linkedin yeah just linkedin 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 all right. All right. just linkedin each other yes just faxing each other their business cards all day long t- t- terrible t-shirt idea abraham linkedin um, Abraham, I've, I've made a I've made a tweet about Abraham LinkedIn. Okay, already that's already been a been a thing. Okay, it can't be both. I know because <laughs> I can't I can't I can't tear it down to t-shirt level if I've already decided it was worth tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go back on my a tweet yeah. as a sacred trust. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so so put it. I would say, hmm. So there's so there's spring break. Yeah, I think April is is due actually for yeah. uh, for 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 a, a holiday because April's a Ooh. long month. Yep. May is, is especially long as well. Something that's kind of like a, Hey, summer's coming kind of thing. Right. I and feel not like the official one of those start. shuttles launched in April as well. Oh yeah. You know, those space shuttles. I think that one of those, <laughs> one, probably, of those one, <laughs> I think one of those probably launched up in April. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a science man, but I think that's probably true. And, uh, yeah. Space day. Yeah. Space day. Let me see here. Um, the first landing, uh, oh man! So the it was launched. So the actual moon landing was in late late summer. Nope, don't need it. Nope. Uh, August. Whoop. Any chance? Mm-hmm. Are you I asking if it was sense. in August, or are you thinking about August for no, space? Asking, well, both actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so August so right Apollo eleven took off on um, July the twenty first. Mm. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, July tw- the twentieth, and then the first step on the moon was six hours later, July the twenty-first. So, yeah, a mm. little bit, a uh, little, little bit much. Although, like a midsummer holiday might be kind of nice, but we we've got a lot of those. Mm. I feel like. I mean, yeah. So there's there's Fourth of July there, huh? And Labor Day. Man, planning a holiday is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it makes I feel an all new sympathy for I don't know God, whoever did this before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing God like agonizing, looking at like a like a thousand year calendar. Where does Arbor Day go? He's got he's got this uh, he's got a thousand year calendar, and he's got um, like a calendar like when I have to schedule things at work, and I have like seventeen different people's calendars, and I have to find a meeting time for some stupid thing. And he's got all these different alien cultures, <laughs> different calendars. And he's just like, oh, that's Quarflax Day. I can't make that Space Day. What <laughs> if these cultures intersect? <laughs> Well, you know, it wouldn't be special. <laughs> yeah. yeah I can't, uh, well, it would be a good explanation of why there's so many problems in the world. He's just so focused on planning out these holidays. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the world's busy, busiest administrative professional. Yeah. Christ well, our Lord. And then, and, and then he's like, <laughs> Christ, Christ our Lord. And then, and then, you know, like, what's, what's, what's he doing with all those Jewish holidays? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, what, that's when he gets to chill. That's when he gets to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chosen holidays. Yeah, he plays yeah. video games until he gets a headache. If he's anything like me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, space day. 
<laughs> Space Jam. I, I kind of want to like like just uh, make a bar with uh, or you know like just like, okay. So it's an open house, and you have uh, you have space themed cocktails. Mm-hmm. So instead of a cosmopolitan, it's a cosmonaut. It's a cosmo with Cos- a slice of potato in it. <laughs> cooked potato yeah it's a, it's a cosmo with a jojo in it yeah with a jojo <laughs> but it has to be suspended over it like a uh like uh with uh, uh toothpicks so it doesn't get soggy so it looks kind of yeah. like sputnik itself yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or uh, Drink certain- a manhattan project and there which you know is not a uh, space but science well hey you know uh project paperclip right got us yeah. got us both places rockets man yeah yeah um, yeah, the, and, and then Rocket Man just plays on a loop the whole time. Yeah, yeah, Rocket Man and Space, Space Oddity. Oddity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick wears a shirt that's a that's a space bar, and it's a astronaut like at a space bar on a keyboard drinking on it. I kind of like and, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, I really want to throw a space day party now. I'm sorry, I just my my mind is revving, and yeah. I I don't even. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun theme idea for a party. Maybe I'll like I don't have anywhere to throw parties, hmm. or very few people to throw parties with. <laughs> And I can't think of a way to end that sentence, so. <laughs> so I think so what you're thinking of is, oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, shit. So. 